Jersey and is, is now a going to be a rising sophomore at UMass when, uh, you know, five or six years ago, the prognosis was, was very poor. But all the great things that Jimmy Smith has done, Dana-Farber, uh, and the fight against cancer. So, so I applaud you guys. This is always a, a fun, do, two, probably the most fun two days of radio uh, in the entire year. And I know you guys have always been very generous in, in helping us here as well. Absolutely. And, you know, we're, we're, we're back at it again with the Shamrock Foundation donations, and Coach Steve will talk about that at, uh, at 2.30 uh, as well. Um, and But what I want to know is, is, is where is that bus that uh, that uh, Clark stole? Uh, I, I heard, heard the radio this morning he stole the bus from the MBTA, and you reported that to the governor this morning on the air. Yeah, I, I don't know where it went. I mean, I'm, I'm looking outside. I, I don't think it's yeah. here, but Steve, thank you very much for taking the time. We really appreciate it. All right. It. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Take Bye-bye. Thanks, Steve. That is uh, Steve Pagliuca, one of the Celtics owners. Uh, we're happy to be joined here in studio now by Dr. Lori Glimsher, uh, or Lori Glimsher, the president and CEO of the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. I saw you on the, uh, on the game telecast, I think, last night as well. Uh, you've been everywhere here lately the last <laughs> couple of days. Well, hi, Dale. Hi, Rich. Uh, happy to be here. This is such an important uh, event for Dana-Farber. Um, I, I can't begin to express how much it means to us that the Red Sox Foundation hosts this event. Uh, just many thanks to Becca Salwasser and her team, to the Red Sox. We've had a 66-year partnership with them. And, um, of course, Brock Holt. Uh, is our Jimmy Fund captain, and he's been just extraordinary to the kids uh, in the Jimmy Fund clinic. He really has changed how they feel, and he's made friends with several of them. It's really heartwarming. Was that a surprise to you, you know, going back to maybe your, your first experience with it, seeing the professional athletes, the Red Sox, Bruins, Celtics, Patriots, whoever it is, come in there and form those strong relationships? I think it is truly incredible. It is what I would call awe-inspiring. It just warms my heart. It means so much to those kids who are facing difficult diagnoses, which they don't always fully understand, and to their parents as well. I think Brock and the others interact with the whole family. In the uh, 18 years we've been doing this, and I've been fortunate enough to be a part of all 18 of them, I've always said that if I could just bring everybody who's listening to us to the clinic, if they could come see what we see and visit with the kids that we visit with and see the nurses and see the doctors, we could end this thing. We'd stop doing these things because we would be able to get so much money if we could just haul everybody along with us. Physically, that's not possible, but I wish people could see what's going on up there. Yeah, that's a great idea, Dale. (laughs) And we depend so much on the funds that are raised here because this is an amazing time for cancer research. We have made huge strides in the last decade, two decades, and we're at an inflection point where we can take it a log higher. We do very well with some cancers, but we still can't treat all cancers. But I'm very optimistic that in the next decade, we will figure out how to manage some cancers and cure some others, but it takes a lot of money. Research is really expensive, and having this kind of funding means the world to us. Now, you began as a researcher, correct? Yes. Are, are you still able to get into the laboratory? Do you have the time to do that? I do. I do have a small laboratory. It's just about 5% of my time because okay. I've got a lot of other responsibilities. Yeah. But uh, it keeps me excited. Uh, we're working now on uh, blood malignancies and have de- identified a new potential target for therapies against um, leukemia and myelodysplasia syndromes. 
What's the biggest part of your job day in and day out? Biggest part of my job is interacting with everybody at Dana-Farber because, you know, when a patient comes in, they're really surrounded by a team of caregivers. From the time they get out of their car and the parking attendants help them get to the front door of Dana-Farber where they're greeted by the security guards and then they are escorted to where they're going to be seen by the doctor, but there's a nurse there, a physician's assistant, there's volunteers, our wonderful volunteers, social services, and that they're surrounded by a family, by a team. I had one woman who was a patient come up to me at a reception and say, Dr. Glimsher, I've just been told that my breast cancer has been cured and I don't need to come back anymore to Dana-Farber. Would it be okay if I just stopped by <laughs> a couple times because I got so attached to the team that was taking care of me? That is what gets me. I assume you're okay with her coming yeah. by. And, and sure. said, absolutely. Right. Um, and, and this is what, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I'm so inspired to come into work. And you can speak to this as well as anybody. Right now we're at over $1.5 million. The people who are picking up the phone or the people who are texting in, where does that money go? That money goes to research. It goes to our brilliant researchers who are making new discoveries that are going to change the face of cancer. It goes to immunotherapy research, which awakening our own immune systems to fight those tumor cells. It goes to precision medicine, figuring out what genetic mutations an individual has because we sequence the tumors of everybody that comes to Dana-Farber and in the hope that we have a drug that will target that genetic mutation and disable the cancer. And it goes to our research on early detection of cancer because the earlier you can catch cancer, the better chance you have of curing it. Immunotherapy was a word I hadn't even heard until just very the last few years here doing this. Is that the next horizon? Is, or is there something even beyond immunotherapy? There's always something beyond anything, but we haven't even plumbed the resources of immunotherapy yet. We have, there are four immunotherapy drugs that are now being marketed. We need more because we still can only treat about 30% of patients with immunotherapy effectively. So we, we're coming up at Dana-Farber. We have new targets against which drugs are being developed that hopefully are going to bring that 30% to 100% over the next few years. What can you tell us about the sort of the balance between research and treatment? Like you said, the money is going into to the research, but then also for, for the here and now, you know, when, when somebody walks through the door, yes, what you could do two years from now, that's great. But for them right now, they're worried about what their specific treatment is going to be. You know, one of the things that has impressed me the most about Dana-Farber, which I really wasn't aware of before I, I joined this institution, was the quality of care that is delivered there. It is truly amazing. I get hundreds of letters or emails from patients or their family members saying, you know, it was a difficult time. E even when, when their loved one has not survived, they say, you know, but you made all the difference. Dana-Farber made all the difference. The nurses, the doctors just surrounded my husband or my brother or whoever with the most exceptional care and, and, and compassion. Who's your favorite Red Sox player? You know, I gotta say, Brock Holt. Yeah, it's got it. Had a feeling that's where you were going. Look, good, there's, yes. there's a, I, I love them all. Yeah. Um, but Brock Holt has been so amazing with our kids, 
and I, I th- and and so sincerely. So he I and Lakin both, and yeah. she, his wife, is there with him a, on a right. lot of the occasions. Yep, absolutely, and just uh, hearing the stories from the kids who he has bonded with, really bonded and partnered with, is something that m- makes me feel humble. That spring training visit seems like such an unbelievable experience for those kids to get down there where, where late February, early March, whatever it is, and to go down to Florida and get on the field and see the players. That, that's something they'll never forget. Oh, they just love that. And last season, of course, they were on the duck boat. You're right, right. And that was a big thrill for them. We visited with the, a young man yesterday who's going to make his first World Series trip next spring. He's already talking about being able to make his first World Series trip next spring. From his lips to God's ears. Yeah, that's, exactly. right. that's right. <laughs> Dr. Glimsher, thank you so much for uh, being a part of this whole thing. Thanks for letting us hang around for a couple of days as well. We really appreciate well, it. Well, we're very grateful to you, Dale, and you, Rich. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Dr. Lori Glimsher joining us. Uh, she is the president and CEO of the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. We continue on here, but you guys have got to make those phones ring. We're at $1,696,874 on the Arbella tote board. But please, please, please call and make your gift. 877-738-1234 is the telephone number. Or you can text the letter K, cancer, K, cancer, to 20222 to donate $25. Every single dime, every single dollar matters. Uh, whatever you can, you can gift, we are grateful to accept it. And we hope you'll make those phone lines light up out there. We're broadcasting live from Fenway Park. This is the WEI Nesson Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon presented by the Arbella Insurance Foundation.